0: Of the NFL season is in the books, and that means it's time for My Buffalo Blues Week 4 edition. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of My Buffalo Blues. I'm your host, Nick Scheist. It's the week four edition, and the Bills are coming off a stomping of the Texans 40 0 to improve to 3 1 on the year and climb those power rankings. Um, we'll see what happens in that Raiders game tonight. The Raiders could improve to 4 0, and if they do, you know, they're still going to have that unbeaten record at 4 0, but I think if the Bills play the Raiders heads up, the Bills win that game. The Bills defense played outstanding pitch their second shutout of the season. Before this, just off the top of my head, I don't remember the last time the Bills had a shutout, so that's pretty promising for this young defense. The Texans weren't exactly the biggest hurdle to get over, uh, especially without Tyrod Taylor, but it was pouring rain outside, and so it was asking a lot of rookie Davis Mills to go out there and try and be successful against this Bill's, uh, Bill's defense, I'm sorry. And he was 11 of 21. He had four interceptions. You know, and some of that's on him not making the right reads, but a lot of that's on the Bill's defense confusing him. And the Bills also shut down the run game. They only gave up 48 yards on the ground on 18 carries, so they forced him to try to throw to convert some of those third downs. And he got picked off a lot as a result. Uh, Let me see. Jaquan Johnson, Tyler Madakevich, Tremaine Edmonds, and Micah Hyde all had interceptions. And speaking of interceptions, when this game first started and the Bills were 17-point favorites, 16-point favorites, whatever it was, you know, a lot of people were talking about, is this a trap game? Are the Bills favored by too much? Are they going to lose to the Texans? And I was never worried about them losing, but that kind of spread is just That's a trap for sure. So I stayed away from it. I didn't bet it. But when I made my picks, I did pick the Bills to win, and I picked them to cover. So if you trusted me on that, they covered. You still probably didn't get good odds on that, though. And the rain made it difficult on both teams. And the Bills' first possession of the game looked a little scary there if you were concerned about this being a trap game. Um, Josh Allen came out throwing on the first play of the game and he threw it to Diggs and got picked off. And I don't know exactly what he was looking at, but it was kind of a lazy throw. And in the pouring rain, I would hope that the Bills don't open the first possession of the game with the passing play, but that's what the Bills do. And as I pointed to, I believe it was last week, that the Bills' possessions that start with passes, um, only one of them resulted in a touchdown. A couple of them resulted in turnovers and three and outs. Uh, a couple of them resulted in field goals, too, but getting ahead of the chains with a solid run on first down usually bodes well for your offense. So after that pick, you know, a lot of people were worried. It was uh, A lot of people panicked. I'm not going to say a lot of people were worried, but a lot of people panicked right away, like, uh-oh, is this going to be this kind of sloppy game where the Bills let one get away from them that they should win but the Texans turned the ball over on downs right after that uh, they were kind of they were given a short field on the interception and they were faced with a 4-3 and three at the 6 and you know rather than kick the field goal there they went for it and I think it was Jerry Hughes tipped the pass at the line of scrimmage and it was incomplete so they didn't score. And then the Bills got the ball back and went three and out again in the rain, or they went three and out for the first time in the rain. And it looked like it was just going to be like a low scoring, sloppy kind of game. And it didn't look like the Bills were going to put 40 points on the board. Um, But after they punt, the Texans come out and Davis Mills gets picked off by Tremaine Edmonds. So the Bills now have a much shorter field to work with, or at least their starting field position is better. I think they were starting at their own 31, so not terrible, right? I mean, like a good kickoff return. And then so after a couple of bad possessions, figuring out exactly what they needed to do, they got it together. They gave the ball to Singletary. They threw the ball to Singletary. They just got the run game involved. They made things a little bit easier on Allen and at the end of this he eventually finds Dawson Knox on I think this is the one with the crossing route that he breaks a tackle takes it down uh, to the goal line fights off another tackle and scores 7 nothing bills and then after that it was you know just more bills more bills many much mucho mas bills they added a field goal on the next possession uh, they added a field goal on the possession after that And meanwhile, the Texans are just, they're getting stifled. Everything's a three and out or a turnover. And then the Bills eventually got the ball up 13-0. And they got down into kind of like long field goal range. And it was fourth and three and they're up 13-0. They're not really like scoring. Time is winding down in the half. You know, they're trying to make something happen. But they also have zero fear at this point of Houston punishing them. They know if they go for it and they don't get it worst case scenario they're gonna take a, you know a 13 7 lead or something like that it's halftime so it was a good situation to go for it on fourth and three and be aggressive because their defense was so dominant this isn't a situation where they had to fear the possession too much plus they were getting the ball to start the second half so it was really a win-win it was a great situation for Sean McDermott to at least try to go for it here they didn't convert But they were aggressive. And on the next, well, on the ensuing possession for Houston, uh, Davis Mills threw an interception to Carlos Hyde. Sorry, Micah Hyde, not Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde plays for another team. Good player, but wrong team. Micah Hyde, our guy. He was doing it out there without Jordan Poyer. And he came away with the pick. Uh, The play before that was an awkward play where I think Mills fumbled the ball and then there was a penalty that negated the play. No, there's an offensive penalty. So there was no play, but it was a 15-yarder. So Houston got moved back and then the interception came. But the fumble was very weird. Uh, It was just pouring rain. ball was slippery out there. Davis Mills is trying but it just wasn't to be. Definitely not his day. I think he showed in the Carolina game that there's some potential for him to maybe play decent. I think the last drive before the half of the Carolina game, he looked pretty good. And it's going to take time, but uh, it wasn't going to be in this game against the Bills. So he gets picked, and then there's less than two minutes left in the half. Uh, The Bills start around midfield, and this time, they got the ball again down to fourth and goal from the two. So it was only really a two-yard conversion that they had to make. But in this case, rather than go for it, they just opted to kick the field goal, take the points, and they kicked the ball away, and then they went to halftime after that. So at 16-0, like, the Bills are in full control. It still doesn't look like it's going to be a 40-0 game. It looks like Houston probably is going to have trouble scoring. Maybe they get a field goal or something. So with the half, it's like, okay, there's the 16 points that came with the spread, but it's such a messy game out there that sustaining the offense seems like it's going to be problematic. But the Bills come out to open the third quarter. They go 11 plays, 65 yards, kick a field goal. Um, it's 19 zip. And at that point, you know, game's realistically over. Houston wasn't doing anything. Uh, they may have even had their longest sustained drive well all it looks like all their longest drives were in the second half but they still punted after the bills kicked that field goal then the bills came down and scored a touchdown this was dawson knox's second touchdown of the game and if he's gonna play like this all year Bills' offense is going to be really, really tough to deal with. And we've seen them score a lot of points three weeks in a row now. If we're just looking at the last three games, that's 35, 40, and 43. So 83 to 21 over the last three games. Washington scored those 21. So the Bills are smashing their opponents. They're only averaging seven points given up over the last three. They got two shutouts in there. They're scoring north of 35 points a game in those three. And it just makes that Pittsburgh game to start the season look like, you know, a huge anomaly. Because Pittsburgh has gone completely backwards since then. Their offense looks terrible. And to be realistic, their offense didn't look that good in week one in, in Buffalo. But the Bills made some poor choices that allowed the Steelers to be more in that game than they were. And then when they needed to turn it on, it just wasn't there. So good to see that that's not happening in the second half anymore and the shutouts that they're taking to the half they're holding on to them so after that touchdown texans fumble uh who was it that fumbled tight end uh at akins i think it's jordan akins could be wrong don't quote me he fumbles the bills get the ball back with a short field they're starting at like the houston 25 and and it's Zach Moss time. Oh, got a delivery. Alexa said hi. Zach Moss uh, comes into the game, has a couple of carries before Allen hits Diggs downfield, and then Moss punches it in for a short yardage touchdown. So we're starting to see more Moss. Now that he's healthy, we're starting to see what the Bills run game could potentially look like, and it looks good. You know, he's that kind of bruising power back that's there. It's a take damage that's ideally going to be a second half first down back where you need to start the clock and you need to move the sticks at least a little bit because if you get to second and six second and five second and seven like all that is better than dealing with a second and ten um and having a guy like him is invaluable so if he stays healthy and doesn't fumble this is what the bills offense is probably going to look like more often than not it's not going to be Allen throwing the ball 50 times a game Um, so after that touchdown Houston comes out they put another six plays together but that one ends with an interception by Jaquan Johnson uh, who I believe was filling in for Jordan Poyer so it's nice to see that Um, the Bills have some depth there and they have some value depth at least and off of the interception, Bill started about midfield and they come down and they, uh, I think they scored a touchdown here as well. Yeah, at this point it was 33 0. And Mitch Trubisky's in the game. There's only five minutes left? Nah, let me see. Eight minutes left in the game. Bills are in full control. Mitch comes in. They're mixing in some singletary. Uh Trubisky hits some short yardage throws. And then he eventually uh I think he kept it himself. Yeah, Mitch. Four-yard touchdown rush. They hit the extra point, 40 to 0. And then Houston still, they're in desperation mode. They're trying to get anything going. And this was the Medikevich interception from about midfield. So Houston finally like got the ball across midfield. And it's like, alright, maybe we can do something and davis mills gets intercepted again the bills take a couple kneel downs End the game 40 to 0 yay dominance uh houston is not as bad as we saw from the jets over the first three games i don't know it's confusing because now that the jets have won and the giants have won and the jags are starting to be competitive It's like, who really is the worst team? Because the Texans didn't look like the worst team when Tyrod Taylor was playing, but over the last couple weeks, they're starting to look like the worst team in football. Uh, It's going to be an interesting crown. Who wants that number one pick? The Texans might need it to figure out what they're going to do in the future. But for what we're doing, we're looking at the Bills and... This is the efficient kind of game I want to see from Josh Allen. He was 20 of 29, so a little bit more than 66% completion rate, two touchdowns, only one sack. Interception was stupid, but he recovered well from it and didn't let that affect the rest of his game. Um, but that's a nice day. 248 yards. So basically 252 touchdowns and a pick like that's a good professional quarterback kind of day. Like, you don't want the interception, but you don't want the killer interception more so. So the fact that it happened on their first play and they recovered and it wasn't a landslide after that of momentum, those are all positives. More so, I like the game script in this. I mean, maybe it needs to rain more for the Bills to really be a run-heavy team, but both Moss and Singletary had 14 carries each. Uh, Singletary ended up with 79 yards. Moss ended up with 61 in that touchdown. Uh, so Singletary was averaging 5.6 per carry and Moss was averaging 4.4. Those are nice numbers. I mean, I think when I looked back at it last year, they were both averaging over four yards a carry. So it's not like they couldn't run. It's just that the game script didn't allow them to put big numbers. But if you combine their numbers, they had about an 1100 yard rushing season. So really not that bad. Um, but not a run identity type of team so these kind of games are going to go a long way in establishing that you at least have to respect the bills on the ground and if their passing game isn't working that they can run the ball and as a team they ran for we're going to call it 200 yards and two touchdowns because Trubisky or whoever it was in there at the end of the game I think it was Mitch he took a couple of kneel downs to take the rushing yards below 200 but It's impressive. That's 450 yards of total offense. Um, They're averaging five yards per carry as a unit. And I think part of that was the fact that Spencer Brown played. Uh, There was an injury along the offensive line. John Feliciano, I believe, was out. And so Spencer Brown came in and played. And he has fun being a bully. He, He likes run blocking a lot because it allows him to be the one moving forward, and he's super physical. Uh, so when you have that kind of mindset in the right position, it really can open up the Bills as a run threat. And we saw in the preseason that like he handled himself pretty well playing that outside tackle position uh, as a pass blocker. So if he can pass block at a high level and continue to get upfield and be an aggressive run blocker like he's going to be a huge difference maker on the offensive line and it's just going to be a matter of whether or not he is able to see starts because if he does we could see more games like this but also if it's not pouring rain outside and the first pass of the game isn't intercepted uh, i don't know that the bills are going to run the ball 40 times and realistically reggie gilliam had one sanders Emmanuel Sanders had one. Mitch Trubisky had four. And Josh Allen had six. So if we take away the 10 from the quarterbacks. And the one from the wide receiver. That's 29 carries for running backs. Which is still very healthy. Uh, I think that's the most they've had so far this season. And even though it wasn't like an. It wasn't a a gaudy stat day for Allen. He wasn't blowing the doors off with, like, 400, 500 passing yards and five touchdowns. But he still played perfectly well. And we saw Stephon Diggs have his first day over 100. And we've seen Emmanuel Sanders just continue to make the most of his catches. I mean, he's averaging probably 70 yards a game at least. Uh, But Diggs had 7 for 114. He had a long of 37. So they're still connecting on that deep ball more often than not. Uh, Sanders had 5 for 74 very solid. Uh, Dawson Knox had five for 37 in those two teeters on eight targets. And then we see Beasley only had two targets, but he caught them both. And the rest of those were two running backs, except for Gabriel Davis, who was targeted once. And I think he came in, Emmanuel Sanders looked like he got hurt for a moment, and Davis came in to give him a breather. And then it was just business as usual after that. So we're still seeing that Gabriel Davis is not really finding his place in the offense right now, with Sanders out there, and that's okay. Um, You know, Beasley's not really seeing his role increase at all either. I think there's just there's so many threats out there that Allen just is very spoiled with all of his different target options, and he still throws to Diggs a lot because you know that's his boy. Super happy for that. He's on my fantasy team, so I'll take as many throws as he wants to send Diggs' way. I'm happy that Emmanuel Sanders is fitting into the offense nicely. He's a talented veteran that can basically run every route in the book. Uh, he's just he's not quite the same like body as Gabriel Davis, who's a big, fast, physical receiver. So I do want to see Gabe get involved a little bit later uh, in the season Because he's tough to guard and he can make those contested uh, red zone catches. The Bills have settled for a lot of field goals so far this season. And that's not the end of the world because their defense is so good. But right now, Gabe is just a little underutilized. But, you know, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. And... You know, I gotta just reiterate how impressed I am with the Bills' defense. Like, I knew they were a good defense. I took them in fantasy football because, you know, as a Bills fan, I think we were probably a little bit more aware of where the defense was at than most people, and we saw the potential in the additions made along the defensive line. And I had already thought that the Bills had the best secondary in the league. And then being able to add the kind of pressure up front is going to make that secondary even better so they're not just having to play extended coverage because we saw it against the Chiefs where the Bills coverage can be good but if they don't get any pressure on the quarterback you just, you know, these guys are going to get open sooner or later. Coverage doesn't last forever. So being able to speed up the quarterback and the offensive clock has paid dividends. Uh, It looks like the Bills came away with three sacks in this game but They had nine passes defended and three QB hits, three sacks. Sorry, three sacks, four tackles for a loss, nine passes defended, and three quarterback hits. So they're getting to the quarterback. Uh, The linebacker play has been good both in coverage and in run stopping. Uh, Houston only had 48 total rushing yards, but they only had – 87 total passing yards so Houston really went their total yards was 109 so they ran 42 plays only had 109 total yards Um, let's see where is their third down percentage probably not great one of nine on third down very much not great the Bills were 5 of 12 you'd like that percentage to be over 50% but in the pouring rain You'll take what you can get. The Bills still had 12 passing first downs, 12 rushing first downs, and a couple additional first downs from penalties. So everything's looking good. Heading into the showdown with the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football next week. The Chiefs did get a win, but they gave up 30 points to the Eagles. And from where I'm sitting, like, sure, they got back to 2-2. Two and two. They got the kind of win that they needed to restore some confidence in themselves but I don't know the Eagles defense seems a little wounded over the last couple weeks sure Mahomes threw five touchdowns and he threw this little like underhand stinker to Clyde Edwards Hilaire on this uh, this motion action that they like to run inside where They'll put a guy in motion across the formation and then sneak the guy behind the motion under the offensive line. They've run it a couple times, like on pitch plays and shovel passes to Kelsey. Uh, So I hope the Bills are aware of that if it gets to these short yardage uh, goal line situations. And, you know, Mahomes did have five touchdowns. He spread the ball around pretty well. Edwards Hilaire ran for 102 really 2 let's see 278 passing yards as a team but 186 of that was the Tyreek Hill just chomping up the Eagles defense so we'll see if Josh Gordon plays in that game even if he does you got to think that he's not really at full NFL speed right now uh it's been so long since he's played I feel like he should have had to go back to the Seahawks because they, yeah, I mean they need him a little bit, but the Seahawks gave him so many chances that him getting to just come back from suspension and end up on the Chiefs, who miraculously somehow need a receiver, uh, I don't think it's gonna matter though. Bills defense is solid, much better than the defenses that the Chiefs have played so far this season and the bills have lost to this team i want to say three times in a row they it seems like they play every year and i don't think they've beat them in the mahomes era and i know they played in the regular season last season and they played in the playoffs obviously and the bills lost both of those games uh so they should know how to beat them. They just have to not make the mistakes to kill them. We saw in the Cleveland game that Cleveland kind of figured out like what they want to do to beat the Chiefs, and they had them, and they threw a bad pick late in that game, and the Chiefs were able to come back. But the Chiefs have been struggling despite getting a 42-30 to win over the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles aren't great. They're 1-3. They're 0-2 at home. Their offense has looked miserable despite putting up 30 points. So that tells me the Chiefs' defense isn't good, and we've seen that it isn't good so far throughout the season. I'm confident as I've ever been in the Bills to beat the Chiefs. But you got to go out there and you got to execute. This is a Bills team that's hungry. They're still mad, I know, from last season. So it's not the title game, it's not the playoffs but there's going to be a major playoff atmosphere. And if the Bills win that game, then they definitely, there'll be a full two games up on the Chiefs, plus have the inside track, the home field advantage. So it is a big game. And if the Chiefs manage to win that game, it's going to throw a wrench in a lot of of the plans that Bills Mafia has. But go Bills. I'm confident. Great defense, probably the best defense in the league right now. So we're going to see how things shake out, but I'm excited for that game. And I guess that's it. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. If you're listening, if you like what I'm doing, maybe tell somebody about it. We'll all get together and celebrate Bill's wins on Mondays. All right, everyone, take care. Thanks once again for joining us. The Scheist Podcast is an extension of thescheist.com. If you like what we're doing here, you can help us out by liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff from wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, stay safe, be well, and go Bills.